This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Happy Labor Day. I am not the Valentine. I'm Frank Diaz with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. New poll says that New York Congressman Lee Zeldin is closing in on Kathy Hochul in the race for the governor of New York. New NYPD statistics show weekly spikes in almost every major crime category. Donald Trump took to the stage at a rally in Pennsylvania talking about the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago and President's prim- President Biden's primetime speech last Thursday. The chief financial officer of Bed Bath & Beyond has died after an apparent fall from his high-rise apartment building. Police in Tennessee say a man has been arrested in the case of a missing woman who was out jogging last week. Republican Lee Zeldin is closing in on incumbent Governor Kathy Hochul in New York's tightening gubernatorial race, this according to a new poll over the weekend. The survey conducted by the independent Trafalgar Group found that Hochul was just a 4% lead over the Long Island congressman, a significant narrowing in a race that has seen Hochul with a lead of up to 24 points. And I want to work with all of you. I want to work with all of you. And even if there was somebody who wasn't here and they don't vote for me, I want to work with them, too. Because if you want to be the governor of New York, you have to be willing to be the governor for all New Yorkers. That was a clip of Zeldin from last week. The poll of over a 1,000 likely general election voters conducted last Wednesday and Thursday pegged Hochul at 47.8%, and Zeldin was at 43.4%. But not, but that put the governor's lead outside the poll's 2.9% margin of error, but not by much. The, the race's last poll released... On August 23rd, conducted by Survey USA on behalf of WNYT TV in Albany, found that Hochul, with an overwhelming 55% of support compared to 31% for Zeldin and 14% undecided. Well, official statistics show the NYPD tracked weekly spikes in almost every category of major crime except murders and rapes in June, July, and August compared with last year. The only exceptions were felony assaults, which declined twice. And auto thefts, which dipped once as of last week, the rate of serious crimes was up 35.6 percent over 2021, with robberies, burglaries, grand larcenies, and auto thefts rising between 32.6 percent and 46.6 percent each. The situation in late July led Mayor Eric Adams to call in vain for a special session of the state legislature to address his repeated requests for a rollback of the controversial 2019 bail reform law. I hope that just as we had a special call to uh, return to Albany to deal with the uh, the uh, ruling on right to carry, uh, I believe that Albany should consider um, coming and revisiting uh, some of the violence we're seeing of repeated offenders. And we need to be clear on that. Some notable incidents include a man who was sucker punched into a coma during a random unprovoked attack in the Bronx that left him with a skull fracture, 
bleeding in the brain, and a broken cheekbone. That would happen on August 12th. Well, in his first rally since the FBI searched his Mar-a-Lago home last month, former President Donald Trump took to the stage in Pennsylvania for nearly two hours, during which he responded to the raid on his home and President Joe Biden's remarks earlier this week. I think Philadelphia was a great choice to make this speech of hatred and anger. His speech was hatred and anger. Next morning, he forgot what he said. You saw that. I asked him about, oh, I didn't think I said that, did I? Oh, no. Trump was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Saturday campaigning in support of Doug Mastriano, who is running for governor against Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro and Dr. Mehmet Oz, who is taking on Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in the U.S. Senate race. Trump praised both candidates while emphasizing the importance of taking back the House and Senate this November. Trump's rally also comes as fallout continues from the August 8th FBI search at his Mar-a-Lago estate where agents recovered classified documents as part of an investigation into his handling of presidential records after leaving office. Continuing with the top five at five, the chief financial officer of retail chain Bed Bath & Beyond has died. The company confirmed Sunday that Gustavo Arnal died on Friday. Arnal joined the company in May of 2020 after previous stints at Avon, Walgreens, Boots Alliance, and Procter & Gamble. Here's Arnal back in 2020 on Cheddar News. We have not decided to pull back on coupons. Quite the opposite. We're undergoing a major transformation of our company. We've announced a roadmap over a three-year period, and we're becoming a digital-first, omni-always company. Coupons is part of that. According to the NYPD, police found the 52-year-old unconscious with injuries showing that he fell from a building in Manhattan. He was pronounced dead at the scene, and the New York City Medical Examiner's Office will determine the actual cause of death. Police said an investigation is still ongoing. Well, police say a man has been charged with kidnapping and the disappearance of a Tennessee woman who was out jogging last week when she was forced into an SUV. Eliza Fisher has not been found, but Memphis police say that an arrest, in an arrest affidavit, they have evidence that leads them to believe she was seriously injured in the abduction near the University of Memphis campus. Fletcher's family put out a statement over the weekend. Her uncle, Mike Keeney, spoke. Liza has touched the hearts of many people, and it shows. We want to thank the Memphis Police Department, Shelby County Sheriff Department, TBI, FBI, and all of the other law enforcement agencies who are working tirelessly to find Liza. The family has met with police, and we have shared with them all the information we know. According to the affidavit, U.S. Marshals arrested Cleotha Abston on Saturday after police found his DNA on a pair of sandals found near where Fletcher was last seen. Memphis police said early Sunday morning he was charged with especially aggravated kidnapping and tampering with evidence. Shelby County court records show that Abstin pleaded guilty to an especially ag- aggravated kidnapping charge in 2000. He was sentenced to 24 years in that case and released back in 2020, November of 2020. This according to the Tennessee Department of Corrections. Well, President Biden Friday tried to walk back some of the fiery political rhetoric from his primetime speech in Philadelphia the night before, denying that he attacked Donald Trump voters, despite having repeatedly slammed MAGA Republicans allied with the former president. Biden Friday appeared to be walking back his fiery rhetoric from just hours earlier, despite saying in Philadelphia that, quote, the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that's a threat to this country. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. 
Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Well, the president's 24-minute speech outside Independence Hall features three uses of Trump's name and 13 mentions of his MAGA or Make America Great Again political movement. Last week, the president said support for his predecessor, who is openly considering a 2024 White House run, amounts to semi-fascism. Republican leaders have slammed Biden for what they call an attack on the 74 million Americans who voted for Trump in 2020. Well, a lawsuit filed on behalf of 26 grassroots Black Lives Matter chapters last week alleged that the leader of the national organization siphoned $10 million in charitable contributions to pay for his own personal expenses. Black Lives Matter Grassroots, a nonprofit that serves as the umbrella group for local BLM chapters nationwide, claimed in a lawsuit filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court that Shalomia Bowers, the leader of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, defrauded the local chapters for unjust enrichment and used their funds as his personal piggy bank. BLM GNF, which received more than $90 million in the wake of George Floyd's death in 2020, represents the national BLM movement. Bowers, described as a rogue administrator and middleman-turned-usurper, led the foundation to be investigated by the IRS and blazed the path of irreparable harm to BLM in less than 18 months, this according to the lawsuit. BLM has been criticized for using money to pay for things like million-dollar mansions. BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors defended the purchase of a $6 million mansion earlier this year. My life is a direct support to black people, including my black family members, uh, first and foremost. And uh, for so many black folks who are able to invest um, in themselves and their community, they choose to invest in their family. And that's what I've chosen to do. BLM GNF's board of directors denied the allegations in a lengthy statement posted to their website Thursday. Bowers and his group went on to scold those who were suing him, accusing them of falling victim to the Carceral logic and social violence that fuels the legal system. At least one person was killed and 11 others were injured in overnight shootings in Chicago, including one in the Loop and West Woodlawn shooting that left a man instantly dead from a gunshot wound to the neck and arm. Um, 29-year-old man was inside the home of the 6600 block of South Evans Street around 11.15 in the evening Saturday night when he got into a verbal altercation with another known man who fired shots at the man and fled. According to police, officers entered and discovered the shot man on the floor with a gunshot wound to his right neck and arm area. He was pronounced dead at the scene. No one is currently in custody and police are investigating. In another incident, two men were walking near the 200 block of South Wabash Street in the Loop around 12.05, just after midnight Saturday, when they got into a verbal altercation with another man who was accompanied by a woman wearing all pink. According to police, the man shot both men and fled the scene with the woman. Both men are in critical condition, and police are still investigating. All other shootings are being investigated by the Chicago Police Department. 77 WABC time check, 5.15 coming up just on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... Uh, Justin Ellick is here with me today. Yeah, I am. Happy uh, Labor Day there, Frank. Happy Labor Day. 
Yeah, uh, I am Justin Alec here with your early news sports update. It was a rough weekend again for the Yankees who are out in Tampa Bay trying to stave off the early second place Rays and maintain at least some breathing room in that division after dropping the first two of the series to let the division lead shrink to four games. The Bombers were able to salvage the finale of the series by a score of two to one yesterday to get their lead back up to five. The offense once again sputtered all weekend with Aaron Judge consisting of the only offense to speak of. Big 99 scored all three runs for the Yankees over the span of the weekend with his first yesterday coming on his career-high 53rd home run to lead off the game. Joe deep to left field. The pitch fair. It's gone. It is gone. Home run number 53 and a 1-0 Yankee lead. That call courtesy of the Yes Network, the 53 on the year for Judge Tops, the 52 he hit as a rookie in 2017 as he added a double and a single to boot en route to the Yankees' win. They'll head back home after the long road trip to welcome the Minnesota Twins in this afternoon at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Jamison Tallon is set to toe the slab against Minnesota's Chris Archer. As for the Mets, well, they seem to have taken the night off, or I guess two consecutive nights off from competitive baseball as they dropped their second straight by a score of 7-1 to the lowly Washington Nationals in Queens. The series win for Washington. Washington marks the first for them at City Field since April 2019, and with the Braves securing another victory, the Mets' lead in the NL East is now down to just one measly game. They'll head out to Pittsburgh to try and beat up against another bottom feeder in the Pirates. Game one is scheduled for this afternoon at 12.35 p.m. Eastern. Taiwan Walker set to take the hill going up against Pittsburgh. Mitch Keller and in the way of college football over the weekend number 2 beats Ohio or number 2 Ohio State beats Notre Dame by a score of 21 to 10 number 3 Georgia beats number 11 Oregon by a score of 49 to 3 Florida beats number 7 Utah by a score of 29 to 6 and looking forward to tonight you've got Clemson at Georgia Tech for more sports content follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter here with your early news sports update I'm Justin Elegon 77 WABC Oh thanks Justin Let's take a look at some of your business stories for the day. Well, the euro was hovering just below the 99th cent level as European markets opened Monday, trading at 0.9893 versus the dollar shortly after 8 a.m. London time, which is about 3 a.m. here. Earlier in the morning, it hit lows of around 0.9881. On Friday, Russian energy supplier Gazprom announced that it would not resume its supply of natural gas to Europe through the key Nord Stream 1 pipeline because of a malfunctioning turbine. Right now, also, the announcement was made hours after the group of seven economic powers agreed on a plan to implement a price cap on Russian oil. It comes ahead of a meeting of the European Central Bank on Thursday when economists expect it to raise its benchmark deposit rate from 0 to 0.5 or 0.75 against a backdrop of concern over Europe's ability to meet its energy needs this winter and the potential for a hit of growth. Well, if you went to the movies over the weekend, there was a $3 ticket deal uh, movie theaters pulled in about $24.3 million in ticket sales from the National Cinema Day promotion. This, according to Comscore, sales figures represent a 9% increase from the previous week. And more than 3,000 cinemas and 30,000 screens in the U.S. participated in the initiative, including major chains like AMC, Regal, and as well as independent theaters feature films, including Paramount's Top Gun Maverick, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, DC's League of Super Pets, and Sony's Bullet Train. Taking a look at your futures this week, the markets are closed because of the holiday right now. Dow Jones is up 0.16%. S&P is a little flat right now. NASDAQ down 0.18%. Gold is pretty looking flat right now. Silver up about three quarters of a percent. Crude oil up 2.6% to $89.13.
a barrel of oil. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. All right, well, taking a look at some of your local stories today, you had some chilling new details emerging this weekend in the murder of an exotic dancer in Gramercy Park, including how her accused killer lied wait in wait outside her workplace for five hours before executing her in cold blood. Suspected pimp Clarkson Wilson, who had at least one child with the victim, stripper and part-time IHOP waitress Imani Armstrong, then went to a subway station to changed clothes, and hopped a train home to Brooklyn, where cops eventually found his discarded clothing in the garbage. This according to prosecutors at his arraignment. Here's Mayor Eric Adams. It appears as though the young lady was an intended target. Uh, We're unclear yet, uh, but we're going to continue. The investigation is still new. Um, We don't have much more than that at this time. Uh, But again, it really highlights what the governor and I uh, talked about yesterday and what we continue to talk about, uh, the overproliferation of guns on our streets and people using them for violent means. Wilson faces a second-degree murder rap for allegedly killing Armstrong after she finished up her shift at a Manhattan IHOP early on Thursday. No motive yet has been given in the case. The repeat felon was remanded without bail after the judge deemed him a flight risk. Wilson has more than 20 arrests on his rap sheet, including several for domestic violence. Well, that's the sound of some wild video, if you saw it over the weekend on social media, where one car was T-boning another in the middle of the street. Police are searching for the driver of a black Mercedes after he crashed into the SUV to rob a man at gunpoint on the Upper East Side. Police say the thieves slammed into the victim's car, causing it to jump the curb. That was around 5 p.m. Saturday on 91st Street and 2nd Avenue. The passenger of the Mercedes ran out and robbed the 55-year-old victim, then ran back into the getaway car. Nobody was physically hurt. Police believe the robber and the victim knew each other. An investigation is currently underway. Well, a residential meeting was held yesterday afternoon after dangerous levels of arsenic were found in the tap water at a NYCHA complex in the East Village. More than 2,500 people living in the NYCHA complex complex have been told not to drink or cook with water from their taps. Residents of the Jacob Reese houses filed up, filled up carts on Saturday night with free cases of water. Public advocate Jumani Williams is hoping residents of the Reese houses will follow suit and take advantage of portable water stations that are set up outside. I do have a concern of why it took so long to go from the 3rd to the 12th, 13th for additional tests and why it would take another 10, 13 days after that for the test results to come. That is a problem. This comes after officials warned residents in an emergency notice on Friday not to cook with or drink water coming from their taps. Recent testing at the Niger complex in the East Village detected the arsenic levels higher than the federal standard for drinking water. Neither the, neither the DEP nor Niger have said what might have caused the high levels, and residents wonder if all the construction could have anything to do with it. Well, a man is charged with injuring a Nassau County police officer while resisting arrest. Police say that 23-year-old Shane Nicholas was driving a car pulled over in Valley Stream Saturday night because it had tinted windows. A passenger was arrested after police said they found a gun. Police also say that they arrested Nicholas. He swung his arm at officers and knocked one to the pavement and then ran into a stranger's home. He now faces charges including assault and 
burglary. An officer was treated for dizziness and injuries to his knees and ribs. Well, over two dozen artifacts were seized from the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, and investigators believe they could have been looted from their countries of origin. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office used three separate search warrants to seize 27 items from the museum. Of the artifacts seized, 21 of them will be returned to Italy, and six will head back to Egypt. This is part of a larger investigation from the Manhattan DA, which has already recovered nearly 2,000 stolen artifacts. The antiquities are expected to be returned to their countries of origin in repatriation ceremonies set for next week. 21 of the relics will be returned to Italy and 6 to Egypt. At least 8 of the artifacts have been acquired by the Met through Gianfranco Bacchina, who maintained a gallery in Switzerland and was convicted in Italy of illegally dealing in antiquities. Well, the pre-dawn celebration called Juve that leads into the West Indian Day Parade is just hours away, and many participants are busy over the weekend with last-minute preparations. The celebration will be at Grand Army Plaza, where the festival will take place uh, about a half an hour now at 6 a.m. The celebration is back in Brooklyn for the first time since the pandemic began. Police barricades are up all day yesterday as preparations continued. Police are promising the festivities will be safe for the thousands who are expected to participate. Lead costume designer Kendall Julian spoke to CBS2. We started planning for this band a year ago because carnival is an annual thing. So in order to get the presentation and to source the material and to do your research, you need some months. Gun and gang violence has marred the celebration in years past. Security will be tight for the festival, this according to police. Officials say there will be 13 entry points with metal detectors and everyone will be screened for weapons and alcohol, something that began during the last official Juve pre-COVID in 2019. The West Indian Day Parade is expected to step off at 6 a.m. and march southbound on Flatbush Avenue. Well, city officials are taking a deep dive to assess the possibility of bringing Manhattan Ferry Service to a historic Coney Island Pier. The new stop could be Steeplechase Pier on the Atlantic Ocean at Coney Island's more tourist-friendly southern end. A ferry cut commuting time to lower Manhattan by 30 minutes and would help relieve traffic and transit issues that have long plagued the neighborhood, this according to officials. A popular Glee star is now taking a Broadway role made famous in the 1960s. Jacqueline Carl has more. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. That was Barbara Streisand singing Don't Rain on My Parade in the 1968 movie Funny Girl. Now, former Glee star Leah Michelle is stepping into the role of Fanny, replacing actress Beanie Feldston in Funny Girl on Broadway. This rocked the Broadway community and some said caused some drama. But Michelle said one actor replacing another on Broadway isn't unusual. Leah Michelle starts Tuesday. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. Thanks, Jacqueline. If you missed that in the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at wabcradio.com. Don't forget to also go and check out our merch at wabcradiostore.com. The WABC Early News. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority 
PriorityGoldGuide.com.